Hey, Redemption. This is Pastor Trevor. Today, I want to talk a little about what has been going on south of the border, which has become a topic around the world. The issue is racism, and the heart of it is hatred. As a Canadian, I can't speak with any kind of authority about the problems in the United States. However, as Christians, we can speak to the root cause of all racism in all places, including our nation of Canada. The root of the problem is hatred, which is fueled by pride, envy, and ignorance. The Bible shows us that the plague of sin entered this world in Genesis 3, and by Genesis 4, we already have our first murder. As Christians, it is important for us to remember that sadly, hatred has been a part of this world from the beginning. It reminds us that no matter what societies have tried to do to curb the problem of hatred from one part of society versus another, or one nation against another, that the problem still resurfaces in different ways and in different places. We remove cancer from one part of our society only to see it manifested in another place. So if we want true healing and eternal impact, then we must think of once again about what the Word of God says and how the gospel impacts the problem of hatred. If you are a believer, then you will know that there is no place for hatred in the life of a follower of Jesus Christ. There is no place to hate someone because of the color of their skin. There is no place for hate because of someone else's beliefs. There is no place for hate for governing authorities that have been placed over us. There is no place for hate even for those who would set themselves up as your enemy. Let's be reminded of what the scriptures say. Matthew 5, 38 to 48. You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist the one who is evil. But if anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. And if anyone would sue you and take your tunic, let him have your cloak as well. And if anyone forces you to go one mile, go with him two miles. As a believer, when someone affronts your personal dignity, when someone tries to take your personal assets, tries to infringe on your personal liberty or take advantage of you, you are not to retaliate against that person. Now, this, of course, is not talking about criminal acts that the government was to protect people against, but personal loss of rights from another individual. You're not to retaliate. Rather, verse 43 says this, You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you so that you may be sons of your father who is in heaven. For he makes his son rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same. And if you greet only your brothers, what more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same. You, therefore, must be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. When someone is hateful towards you, you're to respond with love. You do not return what they have given to you, but instead you're to be like God and love those who have been hateful towards you and are to pray for them. This is not our natural response. It is supernatural. It is to live your life as Jesus lived. People said all kinds of ridiculous things about Jesus, and ultimately they hated him so much that they killed him for no reason at all, other than that they hated him. 
There was no issue other than hatred. And so they had to make things up about him in order to literally get away with murder. As Jesus hung on the cross, there were no words of hatred on his mouth. And in fact, some of his last words were, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. Love won that day, with the proof of that victory being when Christ rose again on the third day. And because love won that day, it still wins all over this world today. I've seen evidence in my travels around this world over and over again, where people who were supposed to hate one another have been reconciled through the blood of Jesus Christ. I've heard of testimony after testimony of people coming to faith in Jesus Christ and being reconciled to God because of believers who responded in love when hate was being continually poured out on them. Love wins over hate over and over again. And at the end of it all, the Apostle John gives us a picture of what is to come. Revelation 7, 9 and 10. After this, I looked and behold a great multitude that no one could number from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands and crying out with a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. Love wins every time. And when it is all said and done, the author of love will sit on on the throne and all those who have followed him from every nation, every tribe, and every tongue will worship him together. One last word as I close. If you have been subjected to hatred, you might be really wrestling with your hurt and pain right now and feel alone. Can I just encourage you to reach out? First, remember that our God is close to the brokenhearted and he loves you very much and that he is there to comfort you. So reach out to him through prayer. Secondly, remember that the body of Christ loves you and would love to pray with you and encourage you. So pray to the Lord and then reach out to a fellow believer and keep your eyes on the Lord knowing that love wins.